Hello, Mark Ja. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Mark stands for Meet with God, Reach Out to Others, Know His Purpose for Your Life, and to Develop Your Potential. I want to encourage you before we even get started to ask God to soften your heart, open your mind to receive what He has for you. You're loved by a great God. Well, I'm excited to be here tonight. Excited to be with my favorite people. Love you guys. It's going to be a good night. Hey, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Titus. Book of Titus. Who has not been in the book of Titus in a while? That might be most of the room. It's in the New Testament. In my Bible, it's page 976. Jed, I don't know if that means anything to you, but, you know, it's okay. I think we're going to have it up on the screen. You got it back there? Look at that! It's Christmas. Look at that. Incredible. Verses 1 through 7. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited in this season ahead because there's some new things that we're going to be doing as a church as we talk about how to just like walk in victory with Christ. Because isn't it this journey, you guys, as we learn how to, how to take God's hand and then be able to run it and do it in the right way? Because sometimes it's like, here, miracle, good luck. It's like we release the pigeon out, you know, or that you're much better than a pigeon, sorry, a dove, you know, and, uh, and sorry about that, <laughs> repent, buy you a Coke later. Um, but, you know, we, we miss some pieces in terms of communicating of like, how do you do this thing? How do I take on this whole new life, this whole new thing that, you know, I, I don't know when you guys met Jesus. One, two, three, tell me the year you met Jesus. One, two, three. That's beautiful. All right, good. Um, <laughs> I don't like it when people ask me my birth date, like my spiritual birth date. You know, have you ever had somebody ask you that? It makes me really weird because, like, I don't know. That's the truth. I don't know. When I fell in love with the Lord, it felt to me like before I wasn't saved and then I got saved. But I'm pretty sure up until I was in my mid-20s, I was saved. But I'm, I don't know. Like, because it was that radical of a transformation in terms of what happened in my heart. Can anybody relate to me? Like, it was like, I believed before, but something crazy happened, and I became a whole new person, and it all became fun. It was not about rules anymore. It was about learning to enjoy this journey, walking with the Lord. And he became real to me. It was, I wasn't living through my dad's relationship with the Lord. I wasn't living through my pastor's relationship with the Lord. I wasn't doing it just because I wanted my wife to think I was holy. I wasn't doing it for any of that. I was doing it because I fell in love with Jesus. Somebody say amen. Did you? And any point. And if you haven't, it's an awesome thing. It changes everything. So that's where we're going tonight with this portion of scripture. And, and I feel like God just says, I, I just want to help you understand a little bit more of what happened when I met you and we got connected. And Paul, he's, he's, he's just trying to encourage this young man that he's invested his heart and his life into, and he's trying to tell him, listen, I, I care about you. I want to help you to succeed. I want to help you to be able to run well. And uh, I, I have the habit, I've, I've a lot of different areas that I lead in, and one of the areas is in, in, in our family business. And sometimes I don't give enough uh, instruction, so I'll give like a portion of the, the instruction, but then there's this point where they're like, we can't do anything more without you. Like, you got to come back and spray paint the lines or tell us what, you know, we need the laser level, we need something to, to get the full vision. And so Paul's trying to kind of do that here. and He's trying to tell you, like, let's go back over some things, and, and this is how you do this and do it well. Are you guys, like, into that? I don't like to do things and not do it well. 
I hate starting something and I, I really get nervous about like putting things together because I hate reading instructions. Um, sorry, Lord, except for your Bible. Yes, Lord. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like getting, I, like if you want to get me like really insecure, like take me to a game night and then try to teach me how to play um, Pinochle. I, there's too many rules. I can't pay attention like that. I can't. Who loves pinochle in this room? Like, yeah, I could see Daniel. Of course you do. Um, he's way smarter than I am. <laughs> way smarter. But I just I don't have the attention span for all that. I, what if I tackle something? If I get into something, I want to be able to know. Okay, I can do this and I can be successful at it on some level. I don't have to win. You know, whatever. It used to be that way. Like, I'd play ping pong, and I'd get mad. Like, if something went wrong, you know, like, I was angry. And uh, Lord, help me with that. I had to stop playing golf for a year in high school because I got too competitive. But hopefully those things are getting a little bit more chemically balanced in me. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just starting to mature. But, but when I tackle something, I like to do it well. Amen? Yeah. I don't want to be average at anything the Lord asked me to put my hands to or put my heart to. And so I like this passage because I think it really helps us to understand. So I'm going to read you just a couple verses here. Remind the believers to submit to the government and to its officers. They should be obedient, uh, edit, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and, and show true humility to everyone. Uh, once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to, that's not the right word, many lusts, there we go, and pleasures. Um, our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. And then everybody said, but God. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read from the actual Bible. There we go. <laughs> Praise God. When God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. So cool. Amen. So you see at the beginning of this, um, Paul's just laying down some things. Like there's some things like we can't argue about. Like this is important. If you want anybody to ever listen to you, you want to have an impact, you want to have influence in people's lives, there's some things you got to know. Even, you remember Jesus was confronted about government authorities and they were saying, well, wh who do we pay tithe to? I mean, you're God, right? And he's like, pay, what did he say? Pay Caesars, what is? And God, what is God, right? So you got to pay your taxes, and then, you know, one time he was like, uh, you know, where we, you know the, the boys were like, well, what are we going to do? We got to cover this bill. And he's like, go get a fish. There's a coin in the mouth of the fish. Done. Wouldn't that be nice if we could just do that? I need some dinner. Somebody go get the fish. It's in the back pond. Just, it'll have 25 bucks in it. Everything's going to be okay. It doesn't quite work that way, right? Um, I wish it did, but it doesn't. So... He's, he's laying down some tracks here, and he's trying to say, this, if you want to be blessed, if you want to walk this out, there's a few things. There's a few things that have to be set. There's a few things you have to be aware of, of who you were. And then you've got to really be aware of what I did and what I accomplished for you. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but like we forget what God did. Do you ever forget who you were? 
before. But praise God, like we should have a memory to where we're not thinking back there all the time and dwelling on that. But every once in a while, it's good for me to go back and go, God, I was a punk. You know, like I really was a pain in the rear. Like I have no idea how my parents survived my childhood. You know, it's true. You were just praying with my dad and I'm, you know, I don't know. I mean, David and Martin and I get together and laugh because we've been hanging out since middle school, but we had some moments. <laughs> he epoxied my door shut in college. I promise you, there was not holiness coming out of me in that moment when I came and I had to literally break my door down just to get my books to go to class. He was crazy. All right, so there's the beginning of this. He says, listen, there's some few things that are important here. So if you want to follow along, starting in verse 1. But he says, first, you've got to learn to submit to authority. I don't know. Anybody in here had a problem with authority? I did. Major a problem with authority. I did. I argued with everyone. Any, any teacher, uh, parent, law enforcement, <laughs> anyone. I mean, if you, if you don't think that our generation... Uh, this generation, the one before my generation, whatever you wanted, whatever generation has a problem. This is a consistent problem from biblical times to now. Somebody tells you to do something you don't want to do, how do you handle it? Right? He's saying, listen, this is important. You have to learn to submit to authority. Why is it important to submit to authority? Somebody help me here. Come on. Yeah. Good, good, that's right. Safety. Amen, that's right. <laughs> that's right. If you want to keep your job, that's right. That's right. You know, think about, um, think about the journey that Paul was on, you know? And he was a guy who, uh, he was in charge of a lot of people. I mean, he was the guy going around just calling out Christians and, and uh, you know, for a guy who, Nobody could really call, I mean, he was at the top of the Pharisees, okay? It's a word basically that describes the people of that day that just were following every letter of the law to the T, doing everything just, you know, at the highest level of you got to be holy, tithe on this day, and it's got to be, you know, you got to memorize the first five books of the Pentateuch, and you got you to do all these kinds of things. There was the Talmud, I think it had 640 rules that they had to obey, how would you like to have that pinned up to your door every day and go, yeah, I got 75 wrong today. Lord help, right? I mean, praise God for grace, amen? 640 rules. And that was just their best attempt to say, let's try to be holy, right? And so Paul, Paul has the reflection of all this and he's saying, listen, I tried all that. You know, I've, 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 I've done everything. In thinking I was doing everything right, I've done everything wrong, God's come and he's met me. And, and you can imagine, and you can imagine after he fell in love with the Lord, right? God met him on the road to Damascus and just changed everything, like overnight, right? Blinded him, then he had to go, be led, and all this kind of stuff. Jesus showed up in his life in a radical way and saved him. Total grace-filled experience. And, uh, you know, as he's processing all that, can you imagine how many people he came in contact after that, that he had formerly been pursuing as the way, meaning that's what they called the people of the time, the way, and, and as Christians, and he had been the ones persecuting them, and now he's the new believer? How 
many people do you think he had to submit to? They were like, who's this guy? Let's take him out back, right? Showing some real authority. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but he had to learn a heart of submission. Everybody formerly had to learn to submit to him. I can tell you as a leader, like in my flesh, I'd be like, you just, people need to follow, right? The Holy Spirit has taught me, you learn to follow, buddy. You learn to be quiet. You learn to submit. I remember as the Lord was starting to teach me this, and it was so hard. A lot of it came with red and blue lights behind me. Because I just had a, I had a rough, my, just pray for me. My son's going to start driving a car on his own soon. I'm teaching him how to drive right now. Heather and I are teaching him. I think he does better with her than with me. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just got myself, I think in my first month I had my license, I got pulled over twice. That was not, those were not fun conversations. Two tickets, by the way, not just pulled over twice. I think one time I got pulled over for following a cop. How does that happen, Paige? I'm like, I didn't want to pass you. He's like, you've been dogging me for 40 miles. I'm like, what? I looked at him. I said, what does dogging mean? Like, you're being sarcastic. I'm going to, you know, anyway, he just went off. You're losing this. I've looked at your record. You're losing the battle, buddy. And I just, I just did not have respect for authority. And I, there wasn't humility in me. There wasn't, I mean, as I started to grow in my walk with the Lord, I would learn how to say with my hands <laughs> here, yes, sir. Yep, I did that. You know? And it was funny how learning to do this and show some humility, how it changed how they responded. Are you guys with me? As opposed to this cocky arrogance coming out of me. And so you can just look at this process that was probably Paul. I mean, he was probably the picture of arrogance, learning to become the picture of humility, and then constantly looking back and going, God, I can't even believe who I was and who I am and who I'm becoming. And I think that's the process, right? Learning to walk with God. It's just having this, you, you, you don't live back here in the rearview mirror, but you better be aware of it. Because if you're not aware of it, you can repeat history. If you don't, Go, okay, God, that's what I'm capable of back there. Man, some of you have, have, have lived blessed journeys where you grew up in awesome families and you haven't gone through a season of rebellion or whatever. And praise God, that's the greatest testimony we should have. I wish I could have, stand before you tonight and say that my testimony was that I never had that season of rebellion, but I can tell you I did. I, I honor and I respect, and that's why I'm a youth pastor 15 years in, because I want you not to have to go through craziness to have to learn it. That's not, there's three ways to get wisdom. One is experience. Experience is a very, very expensive teacher. It's a good teacher, but an expensive teacher. You can also get it through uh, impartation. I'm imparting, hopefully, some wisdom to you tonight, right? And then you can get it through revelation, which is God speaking to you on your own in the word. I want to learn this way, and then I want to learn this way, and then I want to learn lastly through experience. I don't want to learn everything through experience. So when it says, you know, 45 miles per hour, you know, I mean, it was a couple years ago. Not all of you were part of this group at the time, but some of you were. I, I got four tickets in two years. This is true. And I lost my license. Running a company. I have a very busy life. 
this is not a good thing for me not to be able to drive. It very much added some things to my wife's plate. She had to drive me around for a while. I had to get a hole. And they were all very small tickets, but it was all me just hurrying, you know, going 53 and a 45 or whatever. You know, it wasn't anything like it. I wasn't on the news. Don't worry. You know, going 75 miles over the speed limit and running over, you know. I, but they were, and I got a warning and I, and it was just all, they were all simple things, but it, but it was like God just showing me like, I'm protecting you right now. I'm going to teach you how to submit to me again. Because even though back here you kind of learned this, there's like, there's a whole new layer that I'm going to teach you because I started going too fast and just picking and choosing the rules, right? What am I doing with my cell phone and how, you know, how I'm, you know, all the different habits that were coming in my life because of the speed of life. And God just slowed things down. I don't know if you've ever had a season where God just slowed things down. It wasn't your plan, totally inconvenient to life, but he just goes, I'm going to slow things down for you right now. You know, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Sometimes he forces you to lie down in green pastures just to chill you out. Because you're about to do something stupid. <laughs> Have you ever felt it? Where you're just kind of on the verge, like everything, there's nothing sinful, but it's like I'm a little bit out of control right now and I'm just going a little bit too hard and God just wants me to settle down. I just need a little bit more time right here. Him and me. And it's, how, it's funny how just a few minutes in his presence, it just starts to change everything. So he says, listen, submit to authority. This is significant. Learning to submit to authority protects us. And then he says, learning to be obedient and ready to do good. I, I can tell you to this day, as my heart started to get healed and I started to desire to be an obedient person, that means I'm not, I'm not writing the rules. I'm asking him, like, not what is the minimum I can do and meet your standard, but God, what do you desire for me in this season? What are you calling me to? I want to walk in obedience with you. Scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. It's not about you running around doing 5,000 things. Would you just be obedient to me? You know, and for you guys that are learning to just settle and just say, I'm going to, my life is going to be planted here in the house of God. It's what God has to say about me that matters, not what my grandma says. Now, listen to grandma, because grandmas are wise, okay? But people will tell you crazy stuff, and you better know what the word of God has to say. Amen. That's when you just go, thank you, Grandma. I love you, Grandma. And then you go, I don't think that was scripture at all, but I love Grandma, you know? And I'm not trying to respect authority. <laughs> respect authority, but an obedient heart towards the Lord. Is there rebellion in us? We have to be willing to see it. And then he says, no slander, no quarreling. Don't talk about people. Don't just mix up stuff inside your heart and in your life. You know, and, and if we're smart, you're looking through your life and you're looking through your heart right now as I'm talking this, go, is there any of that in me? Slander's just, you know, am I talking bad about people? And, and sometimes you can sense it coming. It's like, man, you're just on edge and everything is bothering you and everything is frustrating you and you can't have a positive attitude about anything and you don't even know where it came from. You're just frustrated. You know, the TV won't work right and you just start throwing shoes at it. Nobody in here would ever do that, you know. Uh, you know, just, 
You're on edge. You're driving and having a perfectly lovely time. Somebody's, they're playing your favorite song. Somebody cuts you off, and all of a sudden, you are screaming. You are flat out screaming at the car. And then you come around the corner, and you see it's like some 85-year-old lady going like this. And you feel horrible because you just yelled at her. Drove up. No quarreling, right? I'm working on this with my children right now. Because they know how to quarrel. They're professional quarrelers. They know how to do this. They're, they're good at it. They, they could argue about the color of the sky, crackers, anything. You know, uh, who, who drank the end of the milk jug? Anything can become us, go from very small to very big very quickly. Is anybody with me? And it's funny how things can happen I mean, in, in, in our hearts like that, you know, and and, and if I don't learn how to manage the small things, they become big very quickly. God, I don't understand. You know, you, you know, I, this morning, I was, I don't know, I was in Titus. It's part of the reason we went here today. And, um, and I was just playing the word and just asking God to speak to me. And it was just, it was just interesting how getting like five minutes of just soaking in the word just changed my whole perspective on everything I was going to face today. And it wasn't an easy day. It wasn't terrible. It was a good day. But it was, there were some hard moments. And there was a lot of just jostling and trying to make, you know, figure out what the new priorities were as this changed. And I can easily go towards quarreling if I'm not careful. Um, hopefully I'm not living in slander, but I want to, I want to encourage you to ask the Lord if that's in there. God, is there, because what scripture says is that to actually murder, when you, when you cut someone down behind the scenes, you talk about people at their lowest nature, as opposed to their highest nature, you talk about them down here, you're literally killing them in the spirit. You know, it says you know, that's murder literally in the spirit. I mean, that's crazy. I know, but that's what the word says. Okay. I'm going to give you the straight truth tonight. I don't want to be, I don't want to be part of that. Do you? I want to, I want God to be able to use me to bless people. I want God to be able to use me to speak life into people. And there's sometimes I'm starting to say something and I feel totally justified and I'm in pastoral mode and I'm praying for people and the Holy Spirit goes, shut up. Because nobody needs to know that information. You need to be quiet right now. Because that's going to change these people's opinion of that person. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. And then there's other times that I don't hit it in the moment, and I say it, and then later the Holy Spirit goes, you just blew that person up, and you had better go repent. And I, I hate that moment, having to go repent to someone. They don't even know you said anything, and the Holy Spirit tells you to go say something. <clears throat> I want to encourage you, if you have this issue, if you have a problem of cutting people down behind the scenes and that kind of stuff, all you need is a couple times to let the Holy Spirit call you out on it and go repent to that person for doing it. You won't do it anymore because nobody enjoys doing that. Get creative in your repentance if you want to cut sin out. You got an area where you struggle, go public with it. Yep, I stink at that. And when it's personal and you go to a person it, and, and share it with them, it's amazing how it transforms their trust for you. And it's like, I'm going to live here. I'm going to live in the light. I'm going to live with my heart in the light. I'm going to live with my whole... I don't, want any, I don't want any of you thinking that I have anything more together than I do. I don't want to live that way. Paul said, I'll brag all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Why, why would Paul 
the single greatest witness opposed, uh, aside from Christ in the word, why would he say, I'm going to brag about my weaknesses? Because he knew if he kept it in the light, then God could keep using him. But it, could people always trying to go towards him and trying to worship him. He said, no, I've got to live this way. Okay, so a couple things here. He says, show, be gentle, show true humility. It's like Matthew says in 11.28, Matthew 11.28 says, Jesus is gentle and humble in heart. Our job is to become like him. So if my heart's not gentle and humble, hmm, something off. It's not the pizza. It's your spirit, right? The fact that you're just mean today and you're saying all kinds of craziness, get back into the word. God, would you heal that part of my heart? I don't know where it came from. I'm asking you to go and do something about it right now. I don't care who I have to repent to. Don't let me... I don't want that growing in me. I'm going to weed that out. What is that? Don't be afraid to stop and ask the Holy Spirit, what is that? You know? And as long as you and he can agree, that's sin. You can do something about it. If, you're, if you want to just say, no, that's my personality, you're going to have a problem with God. Because my job is not to be some perfect, transparent form of my personality, but of his Jesus is, if you were to describe him, one word. How do we describe Jesus? One word. Come on. Thank you. Love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not easily, easily angered, not rude, doesn't boast, right? It's not proud. So look at 1 Corinthians 13 if you want to see the heart, the nature, the character of God. And if you want to be challenged on whether you're lining up right now, read that on a regular basis. Just it's verses 4 through 7. It'll be like, oh, Lord. That's why you hear me say, I think I might be in first grade, because I know that's not my nature yet. It's not. But I'm working on it. Are you? Because that's the challenge. Are we growing? Are we becoming more like him? So he says, be gentle. And, and then he says, uh, remember who you used to be. You used to be foolish and disobedient. A slave to lusts and pleasures... You lived a life full of evil and envy and you hated each other. And I'm just like, I'm rocked by that because I go, that, the scary thing is that actually does describe who I used to be. If I read the word purely from front to back, my life lines up with what is just, yep, slave to lust and pleasures. I mean, I used to plan my sin. Anybody? I was good at it. I put my heart into it because I was moving this way. I didn't know I was, but I was really, I was literally working with the enemy. And he was proud of me, I think, because I said I was a believer and yet I'm ruining my witness. So I'm actually destroying the kingdom more by saying I'm this and doing this. Are you with me? If I had just said, oh, I don't believe in God and done this, eh. But because I said I was this and I'm doing all this foolishness, I'm doing more damage than I ever could do if I was just serving the devil. I hope you get that. I don't want to do anything to help him. I'm speaking of the enemy. And I can tell you, if I look back and I see who I used to be, as sad as it is, every one of those lines right there describes who I had been. Now, nobody would have known that. Anybody with me? You were good at hiding it? Everybody thought you, everybody thought I was a nice young man. And I'm going to just tell you everything. That was my wife. I think she just made that noise. Um, 
But it's true. I total deception. But God showed up. And then this is cool right here. This is where we're going to finish. This is what God did for me and what he did for you, whether you fully realized it yet, whether you've said yes to him yet, whether you've grabbed onto his hand and you're embracing this yet or not. I don't know. I know many of you have, but this is it right here. He said, he, remember what I did. This is it. This is how God transformed things. Catch this right here. He revealed his kindness and love. Think about the road of Damascus. Paul, is this what God did? He revealed it. God showed up and revealed his kindness to Paul. Did he not? Paul was committed to sinning. He didn't know that's what he was doing. But God showed up and says, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Stop it. And he was like, yes, sir. Then it says he saved us because of his mercy. He didn't save you and me because we were, you know, kind of holy and he could see our heart was in the right place and we, you know, we meant to be good people and so I think I'll save this one. Nick looks like a nice young man and I think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna walk with me and he's going to represent me. I think this Paul guy over here, no. He showed up, he transformed you, he did everything because of his mercy. Because that's the way he's wired. Are we wired that way? Are we wired in mercy when we run into people that drive us nuts and God, would you give me grace? And I just have to go back to the well and go, God, you got to give me a deeper bucket of mercy because I'm just not, I mean, every time I get to go through something and I find somebody that, you know, that kind of just frustrates me, I get a, <laughs> Josh, it's not you, Josh, it's me. Um, Every time, I, every time I go through something like that, that was perfect, um, I realize there's a lack of mercy. You know? I love that that's what it states. That all this, he did all this, he saved me from all this because of mercy. Because that's the way he's wired. That's the way he thinks. That's the way he functions. He goes after you and me. He washed away my sin. John says this, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, some unrighteousness. I think it says all. Pretty sure it says all. So we get a new clean record. You can just see Paul reflecting on this. I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. I was set. My heart was focused on destroying everything now that I love. You know? He washed away our sin and then he gave us new birth. <laughs> I think about that and it rocks me, guys. The way it all becomes new. We need to just sit and think about that sometimes and go, you know, we were talking about um, going to the mountains earlier and I'm still excited to somehow get to the slopes sometime this year. And uh, I think we're actually, some of us are gonna go this weekend. But there's something about getting on a mountain with just, covered, this just covered with pure white snow. And then you just, you think about that verse that he says, this is how he sees us. There's nothing, there was nothing white about me. You know what I mean? Pure, holy, clean. There was nothing that could have described me that way. And yet God, but God comes and he just totally transforms who I am. And he says, I'm going to give you new birth and I'm going to give you new life. Galatians 5.1, right? 
If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. That's radical. You guys need to memorize a few of those because there's going to be some moments where you're like, I am so ticked at myself right now. He's like, new creation. Don't give in to that. Don't see yourself that way. Don't go back to that. Embrace me. I gave you new birth, and I did it because I, 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 I knew that you weren't, Daniel, I knew you weren't going to do everything right. But it's okay. Just keep walking with me. New birth means, you know, even my, my little ones, you know, and now they're little ones. And it's like, I, I see the best in them. I, I see their potential. And they have moments. And I probably, you know, you could be over there going, that was bad. And I'd be like, yeah, it was bad, you know, but, you know, he means well. Because I'm his daddy, right? And it's just easier for me to see the best in that because I know his nature. God knows your nature. He sees that. He speaks that. He's breathing on that. Come on. Walk with me. See the finished product like I do. Amen? New birth. New life. And then it says he pours out his spirit. Think about Paul going through three shipwrecks and on the third one, how does he get up, you know, come over to the fire and be like, man, I survived, gets bit by the snake, shakes it off, goes and heals somebody. All of that is because his nature got changed to where he did not see trials as things to just survive, but he saw, oh, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. You know? Because he didn't live according to his own nature. He lived by the nature of the Spirit. Three shipwrecks. How many have you been through? I've been through a few. Something happens and you're like, knew that was going to happen. Saw it coming. Still didn't get off the boat. Bam. You know? Paul walks through all that to be able to encourage us tonight. To be able to say, you, there's nothing you can't go through. You just take my hand. You just trust me. Watch as I pour out my nature on you. Watch as I pour out my spirit on you. That's what Jesus would say tonight. If you just... Trust me, I want to pour my spirit on you in a fresh new way so that this next season ahead is the most victorious season that you've ever experienced with me. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. We'd like to invite you to one of our services at People's Church here in Salem, Oregon. We meet on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for small groups and 11.30 a.m. for our main service. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at MarkedYah, that's M-R-K-D-Y-A. Or you can find us at our church website, peopleschurch.com marked. Thanks for listening. You're loved by a great God.